Hello there, newcomer. Welcome to the Life Tips Podcast. My name is Nate, and I'm here to help you navigate through important situations that affect our everyday lives and provide a roadmap for you to make the best decisions in the future. The fun part is that each topic is unique to whatever you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. So sit back, enjoy the ride, and let's discover how we can live our best life today. Enjoy. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Season 3. I'm your host, Nate. This is the second to last episode for the season due to the overabundance of bonus episodes that were included way back from the beginning. So it's only 10, 11, and 9 left. And then after that, we're done. So anyway, today... Today, I am bringing someone special on board the podcast to talk about being committed to one's calling in life. That actually is the episode of uh, the episode title, Committed to Your Calling. Who better to have ample experience in that department than Aphrodite herself? No, not the actual Aphrodite, because she's been dead for centuries. But in her stance is China Ayers, my bestie friend, the modern-day Aphrodite. She is the CEO of and the face behind her brand, Dear Miss Aphrodite. She's also a decorated teacher with multiple licenses and certifications. She's a graduate of University of Maryland Baltimore College, and... Today, she's here on the show. So, everybody, let's welcome her on. Hey! Hello! Y'all, she's laughing at me. We can see each other. (laughs) Uh. Okay, before we get into it, how are you doing right now, especially with you know, all the lockdowns and pandemic stuff still going on. I'm taking it one day at a time. It's all we can do until we got to get vaccinated or a real care. Yeah. Yeah, same. All you can do is wait for, well, in our case, wait for PG County to open back up on next Monday. Hopefully. That's true. Yeah. Cause China, the actual place, is going on a second lockdown because they had a second wave and they opened up too early. Anyway, we know what's going on. Um, but what you don't know what's going on is that China and I have an interesting story that we're now finally going to tell the world 
how we actually ended up meeting. So where's my calendar? Oh, here we go. Flashback to March of 2018, if, if I can. Might have to go find a March 2018 calendar just to get this date right. But flashback to March 2018 and hold on, let me Google a March 2018 calendar. It's right and be accurate. Okay, flashback to March 2018. Found a calendar. It's of course her birthday's March uh first, if I'm not mistaken, right? No. March 10. 10. Oh my goodness. I, I was looking at it. I was looking at the calendar. I'm like, oh, Mark, it's, it's one of those. <laughs> this was an old, this is an old calendar. I forgot that March 10th was on a Saturday. So <laughs> her birthday's March 10th. And it was the event was on. Was the event on the first? Yes. There we go. I got that mixed up. My bad. Okay. So her birthday's on the 10th, and the event was on the 1st, and the 1st of March that year was on a Thursday. And it just so happens that at the time, I was working. Actually, actually you've been wrong. My birthday, the party celebration in New York was on the night. This is 2018, not 2019. This is the day we this is the day we met. Fine, keep keep going. <laughs> okay. Fine, keep going. So on the day we actually met each other at the University of Maryland, uh, on my end, one of my coworkers had, was about to go drive up to Baltimore and visit family, and they were about ten minutes away from the school, and so China and I had just met each other like around that. Uh, around that time, and she was telling me about this event that was taking place at her school that she was going to be, excuse me, presenting a product that she was, uh, you know, working with and representing for. Anyway, so I just decided, okay, I have free time on my hands. I'm not working. I might as well get out the house and do something. And so school wasn't far from where his people were so he agreed to take me up there and come back for me when it was time so i went up to the school and uh i was just about on time for the event but what you don't know is china's half of that so she's going to tell you what was exactly going on that day of the event leading up to when I actually arrived on campus. Well, on that day, I was setting up the um, the first woman um, job connection program at UBC in the Women's Center, and I was struggling to get all of my material to bring it to the event, when suddenly I saw the guy that looked like the picture from the profile from the writers group we saw it. I'm like, is that him? And I walked past him and he was shocked that it was really me. And I was like, well yeah, yeah, this is me. But I, I mean I was a little dressed up then when I had my profile picture. But I'm like, it's still me, I'm in no catfish. 
and he helped me take myself to the event <laughs> before the event started. That was helpful because if you went to UMBC, it's like either stairs or hills. It's no in between, and it had heavy balls with hills on. Wow. You can imagine that. Mm hmm. So I get there. There's this really cute girl walking my way. I'm like, that cannot be her. My God. It's her. And I'm just like, whoa, I didn't get catfished. Wow. So like she said, I helped her carry her boxes down to the room. And we just sat there. And I'm like, I'm just in shock. Like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this is this actually is happening. Um, and then we actually go into the event. The event went great. And then it was over, and it was dark, and I'm like, okay, it's going to be a minute before he's coming back this way. He already told me. Now what the heck am I going to do? We go back to her apartment. Now, I know what y'all are thinking. Stop thinking it. Nothing happened. But I still went to her apartment, and I was just like, whoa, wow. We, we ended up walking to her apartment in the dark. It was cold that night, too. Um, I got a semi-tour, kind of, of the school. Because I'd never been to University of Maryland, Baltimore College. I'd just been to the regular University of Maryland that everyone goes to. So the Baltimore side of things was just like, wow. This is, like, so new. And then we get to her apartment, and it's just like, she's telling me, we're getting to know each other. She's telling me you know, about her, her life, her story, and how she ended up getting to UMBC from PG. It was a shock that she went to PG first and then, you know, came came over here. And I'm just like, wow. So, yes, we met on a Facebook writers group because we both had blogs at the time. And, well, I, she had her blog. I didn't. But we were still connected on that level and it's just like wow so i spent all night at her apartment until about near 12 30 one o'clock in the morning when my dude finally found his way back to the school and we left i was a little concerned because i had never been and it took him it took him about literally like three or four tries to find the apartment mm -hmm. after the direction mm -hmm. yep Took him all night, pretty much, to find the apartment. And I'm like, bruh, I'm not about to stay over here and then go all the way back home tomorrow. Because that would have been a bad look. But anyway, we had a great time. Got to know each other a bit. Shared some vibes. And realized that we were going to you know, end up being friends for quite some time. And so then about a year later, fast forward to March of 2019, which was just last year. Keep in mind, China's birthday is on the 10th. It's March 2019 now. And the 10th of March ended up being on a Sunday. So, 
what was completely unexpected is that China invited me to go to New York City with her out of nowhere. And I'm just like, wow, been friends for less than a year, like been besties, best friends for less than a year. And now you're inviting me to go to New York. Cool. So the planning process started. There was originally going to be a bunch more people that went to the trip besides the people that actually went. And then uh, something happened. It was her boyfriend, her friend Tiff's boyfriend. They were also supposed to go. I don't think one other dude alongside her sister. So it was going to be like, what? One, two, three, four. It was going to be like, what, six or seven of us originally? Almost ten. Oh, okay. Nope. Almost ten. So, almost ten of us originally were going on this New York City trip. What happened? I'm going to let her tell you what happened. Well, my my best, my other best friend, my female best friend, she couldn't bring her dude because her dude, he's an actor, so he didn't want to come. So that canceled him out. Then a boyfriend had some issues he needed to work with, so he, he got canceled out. But I had brought the ticket, so I'm like, am I wasting the ticket? So I asked my sister, I'm like, hey, you want to come? Like, I got a ticket now, so I guess you just got to meet me at my house, and, and we can go. And she said, okay. So my ticket wasn't getting wasted. And Nate was on board the whole time. One solid friend. Well, two solid friends. The best friends were the solid ones there. That was there from the beginning that said they was going. So that is how I ended up being the only dude on the trip. And I got a lot of heat for that. And it's just like, y'all don't know why I ended up being the only guy on the trip. I didn't plan that. People canceled out. I was the only dude to not cancel out. So I realized that I was going to end up going to New York City with my best friend, her best friend, it's a girl, and her sister. Was I against that? No. I was totally going to go. So I did, and we had a blast, and I made it to Times Square just in time, because one year later, coronavirus pandemic would come and shut Times Square down to where it's a ghost town and no one's out there. So we picked a pretty good year to visit Times Square and, you know, safely see people and take pictures and eat food and walk around certain stores. And so that's how we met. That's how the New York City trip ended up happening. But there's one more part of the New York City trip that we need to clear up because I got heat for that, too. Guys, I was not a part of the planning process at all. No say whatsoever. It was China planning everything, including where we went. And the bathroom scene with all of us taking selfies in the back. First of all, I had just come out the shower, the the bathroom stall, stall thing, doing my thing. They walked, they all walked in. While I was doing my thing, but with, with, and then the next thing I know, 
they're all in there. But guys, um, <clears throat> in New York City, there's this thing called all gender bathrooms. That's why they were in there. It was a, a bathroom that had no specific gender assignment. So it's not like I was in the female's bathroom or they came in the men's bathroom. It was all gender. So y'all, I got heat for that. I got heat for going certain places when I was not a part of the planning process. It was all her. So it was her birthday. We were just taking pictures. Exactly. Exactly. I wasn't even aware that they were take. Well, I was aware, but like I didn't realize that they were like legitimately about to pose because I was trying to get in there and like make it a five, like a, a all of us like taking a group picture together in the mirror. But anyway, so despite what you see in those pictures, I will. Anyway, you you get the point. So. We had a great time, enjoyed it, went there for a whole day, came back on time, and then went on our separate ways. We're still all connected to this day, sort of, kind of, with the exception of her sister. Um, yeah, sort of, kind of, with the exception of her sister. Um, but her sister graduated from uh, school, and uh, she's in her career field now, and her best friend is killing it in her career field as well. And so is China. And that's why I brought her on the podcast today to talk to you guys about, you know, this. So real quickly, I'm going to let China tell you all a little bit about herself and then we're going to keep it moving. Well, my name is China, and I'm a writer <laughs> slash teacher and entrepreneur for the organization, as she said, Dear Miss Aphrodite, which is a work in progress. I've been a writer for like, so long, and I can remember four years old, and it's just been my piece. And I realized, well, it's great that it could possibly be a career, but then I realized I could really make some money until it actually happened around my college years. Wow. That's... See, this is what happens when you discover what you were put here to do, and then you just decide, I'm going to go for it and not give up. That's amazing. So, Awesome. Uh, we are from the same area of the state. She's literally a 35, maybe even 40 minute drive away because she's down there by the courthouse and uh, that's a long drive, but we're not that far from each other. Like PG's a, not far from where she is. If it were safe, we could... You know, tell what PG means. Oh, PG community. <laughs> Say the whole name. Prince like, George's. Like, yeah, Prince George's Community College, PG for short, like Prince George's County, PG County for short. You get the picture. Uh, 
Sorry, guys. Allergies are killing me today, but we'll we'll make it through. Um, but yes, as you heard me before, uh, China did attend and graduate from the University of Maryland Baltimore College last year in 2019. And uh, yeah, she was a junior at the time we met, so that's kind of crazy. Um, and so after supporting her that night, spent an extra two hours in her apartment, and then the rest of it just happened. We went to New York together the next year, had all that fun, and kept in touch. We would talk every day, almost every day, or almost every other day. She was there when I launched the podcast, and so it's just been a great ride. And um, so now we're going to get into it. When did you realize you wanted to be a teacher and you know what was it like graduating from University of Maryland Baltimore College fulfilling your dream and spending some time overseas teaching English and um you know what's up now you know as far as the new plan for pursuing your career given corona so yeah teacher journey I knew I wanted to be a teacher officially a couple of years ago. That's when I realized I could travel and teach at the same time. Throughout my years, I always knew that traveling was on top of the map and writing. So whatever I was going to do as a career or full happiness, it had to have those two included or I wouldn't be happy. Um, teaching has been a natural thing for, talent for me after just growing up watching my mother as a teacher who is still a teacher today in the PC County area. But at first when I was born, she was a preschool teacher in daycare. So technically we walked in the same steps. So it was a natural talent. I already had practiced during elementary school years. Um, growing up, um, it's incredible that now I have graduated from UBC, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. Because it took, it took seven years to get this, this degree, these degrees. I had three years at PG College, PG Prince George County Community College, and then four years at University of Baltimore, Maryland County. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that's where I really found, like, learn myself like most people after you go to high school and college and you, you just know what your plan is. I'm tell you, I did not know my plan and a lot of people I saw to didn't have any plan. Even when you probably end up going to something you already knew that was for them, you still question yourself like, is this really for me? How am I gonna do it? Because you haven't probably seen nobody this did before in your life. That that was me. Um, I, I had amazing experience in Spain. Uh, the family was so nice. They treated me like I was one of the family members. Just learning the culture, doing traditions, um, celebrate holidays that don't they don't celebrate in the U.S. It was a whole new experience that I, I'm grateful to uh, actually be a part of because I learned so much stuff that you no one will be find will find in like a popular book on Spain or Barcelona. 
and I saw improvement with the kids. The kids were incredible. Like I can see from day one when I started teaching to when I had to leave that their English was actually kind of improving. So I, I still had a day create a kind of impact. Wow. Oh man. Wow. So teaching kids is what I think you think it's frozen. My thing is not frozen. <laughs> teaching kids is what China does to make money, but it's only one half for passion, one half for calling. There's a second part that we're going to explore soon, but before that, we're going to go to a little bit of her personal life next after this. Nate, you froze it. After this commercial break, we will come back. I will get unfrozen, and then we'll keep going. <laughs> um, Nate, I don't know if this one's going to work. We need you to say something else. <laughs> Facts. We'll uh, make little slight adjustments. We'll come back, guys. Enjoy the commercial break. Want to get smooth jazz like this into your podcast? YouTube has the answer. No, they're not sponsoring this, but this information is publicly available to anyone. All you have to do is hit up www.youtube.com and search for non-copyright smooth jazz with sax. Because let's be honest, nobody has time to deal with copyright lawsuits out here. So, remember, that's www.youtube.com and search. Now, let's ride this out for a bit, and then we'll return for more with Nate and his guests. got my bestie with me and um but before we cut off a commercial break china did have a life tip for, <clears throat> a life tip or piece of advice for the aspiring teachers on here so uh go ahead and share that before we move forward try new things because you might think you like one thing and you, you find out that you don't like it as much to like teach it or to actually like do it for a long period of time. Try something different. That's the only way you want to know which is really your calling. If you still look for your calling, if the number one thing is, try new things. You'll find it. And it will find you. Wow. That's good. Try new things. Try everything. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um, has utopia moment. Um, <laughs> all right, moving forward. Now we're going to talk about dating and relationships because why not? It's the number one thing that I uh, give advice on on this podcast anyway. So tell us. Tell us about your uh, long tenured relationship with your guy. And, um, you know, what's it like, you know, 
what's it been like dating him all these years? Because y'all been together for a long time. And um, do you have any advice out there for the singles, especially the women? Again, 46% women listening right now. So definitely, you know, share with the men too, but the women. But yeah. So the way we met is crazy because I technically was trying to write an article. See, look at that. Right. Always come back. They always get you somewhere that you ain't even planned out. So this is another episode. I actually wrote like three blogs about this experience. Um, so I was trying to write a blog about like mostly dating on apps because I'm like I was once against dating on apps. I'm like, that's nonsense. Like, why can't you just meet in person or you might find someone on Facebook like, all right, now meet me in person, but we ain't gonna keep talking and stuff. But I ain't go to it. But it's not a dating, but Facebook's not a dating website. It's just a website you meet people. So that's different from a day app. On, fourth, on 2017, like a week before 4th of July, I was like, me and my friend Sean was like, let's make a dating, uh, a Tinder app account and see like what happened. And it'll make some good, like, a good article or something like that. And he was see what that with. He was like, okay. So I made my profile. It took me, like, maybe a day because I was trying to get the right words. I don't want to know. Because I heard Tinder was, like, a hookup app. I'm like, yeah, not for that. So let me try to put something on there that don't make me look desperate. But I was going to look like I'm just there for anything. Well, this guy now, this guy and one other guy in the phone too, super like me, literally, maybe in the in the first week, maybe two days as I had to uh, start the account. But I couldn't even see who super liked me until I, I happened to like their back. I swiped right, and they said, "This person super like you." This dude. Like, he was skinny. I'm like, well, I'm not really into skinny dudes. But, yeah, you know, he's cute. Got cute face, baby face. Okay, I like that. And he had dog, his dogs behind him. So, like, I think he took his dog to the vet. I'm like, okay, he likes pets and stuff like so. Like, he, he must be a junior person. Cool. Let's hang out. We started talking. Talking. I was nervous because, like, around that same year in Capitol Heights, where I'm from, um, the boyfriend that he burnt the house, his pregnant, his pregnant girlfriend was in the house. I was like, oh, hell no, that's crazy. And then we, after that, or not too long ago, during the summer, someone in Columbia, Maryland, who also was a preschool teacher, thinking that her ex was going to get back with her and was going to propose and had her in some ram yard in um, Columbia and killed her. This all happened while I'm talking to him. And I'm like, Columbia is where I work. I'm also a preschool teacher. I'm from Capitol Heights. Them two, them, them two incidents look alike. That's my story. So he tried to invite me to some places. Oh, let me show you around this place I grew up at. And I'm like, um, what's that place called? He said Savage Merlin. And I'm like, what the heck is a Savage Merlin? I literally Googled it. I googled the location, and it looked like a whole, it looked like a lamb spot. Ain't no places in this joint. I'm like, oh, this is like a perfect place to kill somebody. Oh, uh, fuck no, he tripping. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know about that. I even asked my grandmother. It was like, 
um, have you heard of Savage Merlin? She's like, yeah. But it's not like a, like a great place. Like, he had, like, rest of all, like, a public place. Like, some damn yard field. Like, what? It's <laughs> like the Savage Merlin. <laughs> so, eventually, it took him, like, a couple times. Like, I was like, hmm. I, told, I was, like, making excuses. And he was like, I felt something like that was like, if I say no one more time, he go like, I ain't talking to her no more. So I was like, all right. So I literally told one of my friends, I was like, all right, I'm going to go to this location. His name is so-and-so. So if you don't hear back from me after the date, no, call the police. Call my mom and tell what the fuck happened. <laughs> and she was like, okay. My mom was already in there when I told her I met two dudes from the after said, give them the first and last name, where they from. So she already had the name already. So I told her and my friend where I was going. I like, told him, all right, let's go. But I was never shit. I was like, I mean, he seemed like a genuine person, but like, uh, I ain't trying to be in another damn case on the damn news. <laughs> but I was like, about the good thing, he, when I said I had to go to him, that he, this was going to be my last chance. It was, because he said that that was my last chance after I told him that. So, I, I'm glad I went with my gut. Now, three years later, we're almost three years later in August, but it's 28th. <laughs> we have been long distance. We have been long distance two times before. Well, as you call it, well, Merlin, um, Baltimore, and Peachy County of Marlboro. That's like four or five minutes. But if you want the person to drive, I'm considering that long distance. So that was long distance. And we only saw each other when I was working in D.C. And he happens to be there working like 15 minutes from the place. So I got to see him over the summer. Other than that, did not see him. Then I left for Spain for three months. It was supposed to be six months before the coronavirus. And he was still in Merlin, and I was in Spain. I come back, and now he has moved to Tennessee. We are back to long distance. But then it's happening. And eventually, I'm moving down there, but I don't know what when, because I still got to go through all my stuff from the campus and all my stuff, because I cannot bring all that joint. All that stuff I have to Tennessee, because it won't fit. Mm. He probably be looking at me like, "What the fuck is that? Did I just tell you don't bring all this shit?" <laughs> but yeah, I had some shit. So like, and I already seen the place. My shit will not fit. <laughs> so now we're working on another start the relationship. We restarted our long distance. Mm-hmm. The only way it worked is because of communication. In Spain, I realized like. Texting, like, I would call, like, I see the argument through text, and, like, we ain't getting nowhere. We just, like, I ain't getting angry and not getting nowhere. So let me just FaceTime him. So I would literally push the FaceTime button and be like, oh, no, we, we have an argument. I don't understand what the hell is going on. I'm just getting pissed. Call, and he answer. Okay, that, that only worked in Spain. <laughs> but back when I get to Merlin, I tried to do the same thing, and he he legitimately rejected my calls. And I'm like, um, oh, no, we're we not doing that. So eventually I got fed up. <laughs> Cursing out just a little bit. And I was like, um, no, we need to do something. Because, like, 
like you might need this kind of um your love language might just include just this but mine's include it's a more flexible and you need to learn to be more flexible it's especially if we could have periods of time with me long distance because i'm still traveling and you might not be able to travel while i'm teaching overseas and you guys stay around making well say in the u.s making money so we need to work on it and she agreed that once a week we get this video chat and he, he agreed with it. I said, right, I was pissed. I had even questioned, like, um, you you want to stay in this relationship or no? Because I'm not gonna like, just be the only one that take it or leave it. And I gotta be the best one, but you would take it or leave it person, like it ain't working. So we got Xavier on the same page because of that communication. My one advice I would say for like I guess new couples or singles or just people in a long relationship, communicate. Communicate when you happy, communicate when you sad, communicate when you angry with them, and communicate when you're not receiving the same love from them. Because if you wait, it, some you some things you never be able to come back from if you wait too long. Mm. And when you notice that one style of communication is not work, no longer working, like I saw with the text messages, change it or add another song to it. Like we still text mostly, but mm. now we have added mm. um, video chat because I need that. He okay with just texting, but I'm like, I'm not gonna get everything out from text. Um, I need to see your physical thing or hear your voice at least a couple of times because like texting don't do nothing for me. And then I'm arguing. Sometimes I had something. To I don't want to take on it. So yeah, now we have taxing the majority of the time, but now we have included the new chat once a week. Hmm. Wow. That's wow, that's amazing. So whew. In the spirit of all things dating and love and romance, y'all know that I'm a big proponent of communication as well. Communication is extremely vital and necessary for the strength of any uh, any relationship to uh, thrive, which, I mean... That just canceled out one that one dang you've got my notes already. Canceled out one question right there. So I was originally gonna ask about uh you know what you will had to say to the, the potential couples for the future who exist in the moment, but you already kind of covered that. So um yeah. I thought you asked that already. I did you asked so you that was the end. Of, that was the last segment that I asked everything in one chunk. But then there was that one extra question. But it's okay. We'll go. We'll 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 just go with it. Um, long distance dating. Y'all don't know this, but um, and I'm not gonna tell you the ins and outs of this. But uh, I do have an older sister who is married now and uh 
long distance is, you know, part of their story. And so now, you know, combine that with having heard China's story. Uh, my best friend and my sister pretty much have gotten me to consider long distance dating uh, as well. I'm not there yet, but long distance dating, I used to be against that. At first, I was just like, nah, she got to be in the same state. We can be like a few hours apart as far as like cities go, but she got to be in the same state. Over time, I've changed my stance on that simply because I've met some amazing people from different states, uh, a lot of which were really close friends of mine. But um, yeah, long distance dating, I no longer feel like that's like a turnoff. It's definitely something that I'm willing to do, especially with, you know, new job coming, car coming soon. Um, so as a life tip for me, I would say date long distance. Don't be against long distance dating simply because you feel like your person has to be in the same state as you or you're not, you know, you're against, you know, having to put in the work and put in the effort because honestly, like the same amount of effort you'll put in for a long distance relationship is the same amount of effort you'd have to put in if the person that you're interested in lives in the same state. Am I right or am I right? Definitely right. But you're not alone, though, because my boyfriend also felt the same way as you. He told me twice. He said, oh, I don't do long distance relationship. But he already like knew that I wanted to travel. And he, was, uh, he was above it. But I guess he didn't figure out, see, he's going to actually last so long until it happened. And then reality hit. And I was like, well, I mean, let's give it a try. I mean, we've been together for like two years, like uh, two years and some change. Like, if I haven't dissed the ending against you before now, wait day, I'm going to do it overseas. I'm coming back. Mm. So I'm not going to be starting on a relationship. And I don't do no swings, especially when I'm in a relationship. I might do that. I had only did that like literally like a couple times. When and I was saying it's talk to nobody in, on that level. Mm. So he gave it a try, and now we're working on it. It's a working relationship, hard work. Mm. <laughs> no matter they in front of you, they in the next day, they over the seas. It's hard work. If if you two people can like make it work and like still fighting for that connection, it'll always work. True, true. <sighs> this has been dope. I've enjoyed it so far, learning a lot. We got one more commercial break, and then we're going to come back, finish up with relationships, because there's one more thing that I want to get, you know, from China to tell you guys about so you can help, you know, your relationships that are 
struggling right now. And then we'll finish up talking about the rest of her calling. But um, yeah, one more commercial break and then we'll come back. Need a speaker for your next event? One who resonates with and understands people and will provide a balanced perspective for any audience? You need to call Nate. You can reach him at underscore orator Nate on Instagram, the wise orator on Facebook, or his website at www.natejones2016.wixsite.com backslash who is Nate Jones. Now, let's go finish up that episode, shall we? Okay, we're back. So, before we go in and actually talk about China's calling and how committed she is to it, y'all already know she's in a long-distance relationship with her boyfriend. Uh, There may be some of you on here listening right now who are also in the same situation. You may not be actually like states across long distance. You might be, but I'm sure the majority of our long distance relationship situations for couples at the moment are because of the coronavirus. And so there's an article out that China just wrote about that, where she gave some tips on ways you can spark up your connection with your significant other while you're in quarantine. Um, Talk about that for a quick second, and then we'll move forward. In the article, I talk about how the challenges, the challenges that me and my women face when he first moved to Tennessee, which was not too long ago, literally like a month. And um, I'm thinking, I'm trying to have cute ideas, like, let's do a virtual date night and stuff like that. Like, let's do a paint night, or let's do a game night, or let's watch a movie together. Okay, he just canceled it. He just automatically just, like, forgot about it, saying, oh, I thought it was the day yesterday. I'm like, if you thought it was yesterday, why didn't you just ask if you met yesterday? So eventually, so I was like, well, what about a game night? Like, that's possible. And he was like, yeah, that's... He said, I mean, it's cool, but, like, that was the conversation about the, the love language. And I was like, well, I don't need video chat. Like, we text all day long, ain't gonna do enough for me. Is it helping you? He's like, no, but then we need to change it up. So last week, last week we worked out. Actually, not last week. It was literally two days ago. We worked out. We worked out together. Wow. On virtual, virtually, of course. Wow. And that was nice. And I was like, well, it's something definitely like, but you ain't gonna see nothing. I'm, I'm making noise. I'm like, okay, so let's try something different. So Reggie, he was down with it. And we did it. And it was fun. We got to talk. And that, that, I guess that counted for our, our week, <laughs> our one video chat a week. <laughs> hmm. Wow. Working out together. Quarantine version. 
So we, always something new. Always something new. Yeah. So, okay. This is the fun part. So now you know what China does, but you don't really know all the steps and the parts of the process that it took for her to actually get there. So now, <clears throat> we're going to talk about it. So, share with us, you know, what was it like? What was it actually like? Like, what did you, what were the steps you took towards in discovering, you know, your calling to, you know, teach, but also to become a published author and, you know, and a, and a blogger and, you know, starting up Dear Miss Aphrodite and, you know, keeping that going all these years. Because I'm sure there are aspiring authors and bloggers on here that uh, need some advice on, you know, chasing after their calling, sticking with it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, my love for writing started at four. I was all, always scrambled on paper trying to create words since my vocabulary wasn't large yet. In middle school, at, me and that old friend would like write stories together just for fun. She also liked to write stories. That's probably when I first started thinking about writing as a career. In high school, I was into modeling, and I was really interested in being a part of the fashion world. So I put writing aside. It wouldn't be until 10th grade, um, my English teacher at the time would help me fall back in love with writing and English. And then in 11th grade, I joined my high school choir and became interested in maybe becoming a singer and writing a few songs that year, that school year. Literally, in the hallways, random people will ask me to sing for them out of nowhere, and they sold me. It wasn't until 12th grade when I actually started really writing, and I, I knew for sure that I was going to be a writer as a profession. Year, I was on the yearbook team and wrote three articles and in charge of five pages. That was my first time actually being published. Um... I wrote my first complete story and a play based on the same story that year in, cl in my two classes, because I took English and drama. Within my three years at PG, I started work writing poetry when I first start saw a post on campus at PGCC's um, Literacy and Art Magazine and looking for entries for like poetry for the fall 2014. And I wrote the one of the first poems, literally, in 15 minutes. <clears throat> Three of those poems got accepted into the magazine. And then fall 2015, the same magazine published two I published one poem called You Changed Me in the spring of 2015 of the same magazine published two poems called I Wish and Dreamless Nights. So now I'm getting some platform on the campus 
And even the last one, it was 2015 when I got published, the last poem, You Changed Me, I was literally at UMBC as a poet for the newspaper as a campus. I became a poet at the UMBC um, Retreat Magazine for that, just the fall of 2015, and that was my first paid job as a writer. Whoa. Wow. Uh, and then I started my speak, spoken word career in December 2015 after my friend Sean told me about his co-worker who hosts events in the DMV area. <laughs> I made appearances for a few years before school and work got in the way, so I took a break. My last event was three years ago when I won a competition, um, a poetry competition, and won fifty dollars. This is my support team that showed up for me. And now, for like the past few years, for three years, I've been thinking about all my stories and putting them together to write my memoir. Wow. Oh, a memoir. Ooh. I can't wait for that to come out. Oh boy. I just purchased a memoir two, 15 minutes ago. Goodness. Wow. So, the aspirings. Any advice for the aspirings? Have a journal. I would say if you want to be a writer and you think about writing a biography or memoir, buy a journal. Mm. Just write a journal every night. Just talk about like, your, maybe your feelings, what you did for the day. So just one day, like maybe five years from now or a year from now, you be like, some I do have an interesting life. I do have a story to tell. And you can go back to the back to that journal and you can recap like how did you actually feel at that very moment. Cause you know, you try to write something in the past, you might downplay it like I mean it wasn't really that bad, but like really it was really bad. And I, I wish I did. I used to try to write a journal when I was little, but just for fun, because all girls had journals in the 90s. But now I have been having a journal for like three years now that I come back to. My articles actually help out too, because they also tell like big stuff in the story, big parts of my um my life story that I actually would capture in the book. So this is like my keepsake. So when I actually go back to it, I'm like, yeah, this is what happened because I got the date on the posters to tell you what happened. Why well, I'm also trying to tell, show everybody else like what's the book for me about, which I also recommend. Have a blog, a podcast, something that put put your name out there in the public. Because if you know, nobody knows you, then ain't nobody gonna catch your story. Oprah is not gonna catch your story if they don't know you. Like you gotta come back, come come to her with like at least five thousand followers on your Instagram account or Twitter account. 
and growing and showing that you've been doing putting in work. You didn't say, let me write this book because Oprah gonna love it. And then when Oprah loves it, then she will put me on her show and it's gone. Bing, now I'm hospital. Which will happen if you do get on her show or talk to a famous person like Steve Harvey or something. Yeah, you're gonna be on the spotlight, but you gotta get ready. It's not overnight success. Like it takes years to actually know. Sometimes it takes a year or more to know what's your calling, like what's your purpose. But first, I knew I was wanting to write, but I didn't know my purpose until maybe a couple years ago. I'm like, it's a lot of girls out there that need help. They need motivation. Like I was interested in going to college because when I was in the program at Upper Brown, Upper Brown at PG College. I saw people that was like, they want to be doctors, nurses. I mean, I'm coming from Capitol Heights, so like my big goal was, don't get pregnant before you graduate. Yeah, no goals. So when I saw other females, like, oh, they're doing this, you can be this. And like, there are actually some resources to help you get to that place. I was like, well, I guess I'll give college a try. So that's my main reason why I even tried college. Because of that. But college actually helped me grow. It's like, I started working. I eventually had to actually help pay for my the rest of my school stuff, or I was going to be in debt when I graduated, which I'm so lucky I am not. Mm. And you got to have a support system. My support system also helped me be able to graduate without no debt, because you know somebody needs some help from from other people, and the government can't help you all the time. They did, but they didn't help you all the way. Mm. <laughs> Wow. Don't rely on the government. Not for everything. They can help with some stuff, but not everything. So, go get y'all journals. Order them. Rush delivery them if you have to. If you want to be a writer, you got to get one. Keep at it. And I talked about this in my last podcast episode appearance with one of my favorite people on the planet, Kendra D from the Kendra D Experience. We talked about networking and the importance of that and trying to kind of, you know, put a networking point out there that you got to, you know, Keep working at it and do everything you can to get your craft to the level it needs to be. Like she said, those 5,000 followers on Instagram, Twitter, mostly, you got to work at it. That's why That's why China does all this marketing. That's why she's always on social media plugging, plugging her articles, plugging... You know, her website that just launched, everything that she's doing. She has a website. Get a website, okay? Yo, get a website. Like, do everything you can because, like you said, overnight success doesn't happen like that. It can if you're one of the lucky people that get on TikTok and have 2,000 followers in, you know, a matter of minutes, hours, et cetera, et cetera. It's possible. But if you're not one of those lucky few that get on TikTok and blow up after one video, it's going to take a year or two or three or four, however many years to build this platform, which leads us into the last segment of the podcast, 
guided by Aphrodite. How did that start? What was the inspiration for that? And how long have you been doing it? And where is it going in the future? Talk to us about Guided by Aphrodite, where the name came from, why you chose Aphrodite, and, you know, yeah. The Afro Kingdom is a lifestyle, <clears throat> the voice we all need to hear, and the public membership of encouragement and inspiration for girls and women of color through various forms of mentorship. We call ourselves the Alpha Kingdom because we are beautiful in our own physical forms. We're all our natural features that was once looked down upon during slavery. We are not only beautiful from the inside, but we are just as beautiful and unique on the outside as well. It's about time we come together as one and show the world the type of queens and goddesses we are. When I chose the name Aphrodite, it's because in the Greek, in high school, we had studied the Greeks in either 11th or 12th grade. And the story about her life was just inspiring me. It just clicked. Here is this, this lady who was told that she had to marry this guy because she so she just so happens to seduce guys for no reason but she wasn't trying she just had talent she just had the confidence and she would help people and she helped other queens of god other queens and kings by love but at the end love do fall in love with her so it always seemed as though she was the one doing the trickery, but it was not. She's just doing her own thing. I thought that was inspiring. Like, you don't care what people think of her. Like, people think she is, uh, she's easy. She even, even, even during the marriage she had, she stepped out. Because she said, I just signed this paper. I didn't agree to this marriage. I was forced to this. Like, I won't pay my own man. And I feel like, I, at that time, I was still working on my confidence. And I was like, I'm trying to be on that level. Like, be on a level where I don't care what people think of me. Like, I care, but not to a point where I I can't sleep at night or I'm trying to keep changing myself to make everybody like me. I'm like, you're never going to make people like you. So forget it. Drop it. If you can sleep at night with all the ass you did the night before, then you good. I wake up good. With all the actions that I did the day before, then who cares what people thought of me? The people that do like me and that I like that is the only ones that I need to worry about liking me. Now, if I'm actually trying to connect with those type of people or the people we don't click, then why am I worried about them liking me? Because we wasn't going to work regardless if I change or don't change. But then I also have friends that, like, I run into friends from, like, my jobs I was a part of and, like, the schools. And, like, they, that I was an inspiration. And I was like, well, how? I'm not really doing nothing. I'm just doing my thing. And now I to, like, push in my friends, like, find your crab. Like, I got friends that, like, love they loved cooking, but they didn't know how to stop out doing it. Now she's making YouTube videos of her cooking. 
Mm. And she and when she talked about the food, she sounded so happy. I got friends that just made their YouTube channel. Another friend that made his friend made his YouTube channel about making smoothies, working out, how he like losing weight. Like he now has a platform. I pushed him like, well, put it out there. You like making smoothies? You have a way for people to lose weight? Show it. Now, now he's making those videos on YouTube and like he literally is losing weight. Like he is like getting that six pack that he said he wanted like three years ago. It's like literally that I see the lines. And it, and they come back to me like, it's because you uh, inspired, inspired me to push myself to do something I like. One person I didn't even know I even inspired was saying that. And she said she likes to write, but the job she was doing, she it wasn't a good environment because she wouldn't get as much money. But she still liked to write. I said, well, keep going. Go write. Go and write. And like a year ago, she owned somebody's song. Well, I miss it. With her poetry. And then she came back to me like, oh, remember last we had that talk last year? Well, I stepped up and I got to the um, music. I started writing and then somebody hit me up. It's like, I will put that poem in my song. Mm. And that song sounds so good. Wow. So I was like, well, so then that's how I realized this is my platform. To aspire, not just my sisters, I, I have little sisters, but to inspire other people who look up to me that I was even though was paying attention to my actions mm. and was affected by it, about it. Wow. So the journey is like, there are many milestones a girl coming to go, has to go to before she realized that she's very much worthy in her own skin and is granted in her own personal calling in life. She has to first develop a level of self-worth and build her confidence from the ground up. She then needs to learn the ins and outs of womanhood when it comes to the development of her new womanly physique while understanding the advantages and disadvantages of having a new, new events new developed features attached to her original body as a black woman. Once she is able to master these obstacles, she'll come to the realization that it's time to break the dysfunctional cycles and limited ways of living she grew up learning. Finally, she understands that it's time to create her own personal passion life and she finds a way to make that happen. I was the girl that that had to face those obstacles and eventually became the woman who gained her confidence and learned her purpose in life. It's it's about time I share my wisdom and my experiences in hopes to inspire other girls and women of color to create their best versions of themselves. Mm. By being a part of a being a part of the Aphrodite kingdom, you learn new ways to build confidence and how you too can find your own purposes and like through the share of my own personal experiences. Wow. Wow. So there you have it. I mean, that's incredible guys. Like just like Aphrodite, was 
attracting dudes just because out of nowhere China's over here just attracting people out of nowhere just because hence the two blend together and mesh well which is why even though you know Aphrodite herself has been gone for years she's still here because of her and yeah so China is the modern day Aphrodite y'all so um I hope you've enjoyed this episode just as much as I have. And um, I hope you all really take notes and follow her because she's really killing it with her platform and she's been at it for years. She's got a very sought out, very much sought after awesome blog. She just put out her website. And, you know, she's getting, she's going to get back into speaking and all it takes is to be discovered by one person and then it's over. That's it. You're gone. You're off to live in the fast lane. So before we go, I really want you all to. Just find it in your heart to follow her. Tell other people about her so you can follow her. And help support what she's doing. So go ahead. Drop it. Or drop your socials, your website, everything. You can be a part of the journey by going on the website at Dear Miss Aphrodite dot com social media on Instagram and follow me on Guided by Aphrodite on YouTube where I'm having a new show premiered on there called the Black Aphrodite Experience on YouTube called China Monet with apostrophe T and Facebook page Miss Aphrodite Follow, like, and subscribe on these accounts and be a part of the journey. You never know who you can touch. And, um... And thank you. And thank you for my thousand plus followers who already been a part of the journey for some while now. She said a thousand plus followers. Y'all, we need to get her to 2,000 on Instagram, but when does that YouTube thing start? It will start recording starting in the summer, but in the fall, the first episode will be dropping, depending on the the status of this virus. Ooh. Oh, snap, y'all. She's going to be working all summer on this joint. So when we get to September, hitting that new school semester for y'all who are going back to school, that's it. It's going to be fire. Y'all going to... I'm, I'm going to subscribe so I can check this out. But that's it. We're done. This episode is in the collection and it will drop very soon. So thanks, China. Thanks, Bestie. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for having me. This is fun. You're welcome.
As always, everybody, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Life Tips Podcast. Tweet me and DM me there if you're interested in engaging. You can follow me on my own Twitter account, auth underscore gen underscore person. And of course, don't forget to continue listening to past episodes online at www.anchor.fm backslash life tips. Uh, continue to leave ratings and reviews on Apple and Google Podcast as that helps out tremendously. Thanks so much, y'all. I'll see you guys in episode 11 next week to wrap up season three. Peace.